Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you'll find insight, analysis and the story behind the numbers. Welcome to another episode of State of Economy podcast and the first one in the financial services space. I'm Hamsini Kartik and today we're here to talk about a very very interesting topic. You'd be thinking there's so much happening globally banks falling apart and that's what we're going to be discussing about but not quite we're here to talk about a topic that rocked social media spaces that rocked a lot of banking customers over the last couple of weeks that of our data privacy being breached i have with me sanjay katkar who's a joint managing director and chief technology officer at quick heel technologies to break down what really this whole thing about dark web is how do people operate there who makes money in the bargain and as customers what should we do to protect our data and to be safe and secure in the digital world thank you so much for joining in sanjay uh, there are a few things we would all like to understand from a, a technical person like you and uh, so let's break it down from the start we fill a lot of forms there are so many kyc procedures we go through we share our phone numbers today pretty much with everybody whether it's to buy a toy at a toy store to opening a bank account to a diagnostic center for a blood test our aadhar numbers are also sort of sought out from hotel booking to um, uh, anything related to gst bank statements and so on so where does one draw the line with respect to what data we can share what data we should not share the question is interesting the point is i don't think right now indian consumers really have control over the data actually i means it's very crucial it's very critical uh, as you rightly pointed we have to share our contact numbers we have to share our aadhar pan card and at lot many places and means many times even we don't know whether they are going to need it or not actually I means and the other point is whoever is collecting that data really does understand the importance of protecting that data i mean is there a responsibility that he is taking further that's where currently it is lacking because of lack of data privacy laws but at the same time as we know world is flat globally this has been taken very seriously data privacy laws are being uh, implemented and we are like in india we are about to do that because we have seen that data privacy laws are in discussion a lot since last couple of years so for a consumer i mean to say whenever they are required to share data they should first ask for themselves and the person who is asking for data whether that information is really needed to whatever transaction that they are doing with that person whether it is buying a thing at the shop or whether it is asking for a bank statement or anything if the relevant data is asked that's okay to share but at the same time for example if somebody is trying to deliver you a package from amazon and asking for aadhar or pan it's not relevant that is what the common sense really needs to percolate till the consumers and then follow that and consumers do have rights to say no to the data many many a times when i do shopping in any of the mall or any of the shop while billing they first ask me my mobile number and i just ask them why why do they need my mobile number is it like what are they going to do i just say take my name create the bill give me the bill why do you need my phone number or why do you need those details so 
unless we question they will not stop doing that and you may be knowing that this data that is collected is sold or shared and then we start getting lot of spam calls or marketing calls so that's where we really need to be very careful about what we are sharing with any of the authorities or any of the place actually yeah yes yes and very often and more so lately we get to uh, hear words like uh, the dark web people having compromise on a lot of their uh, uh, aadhar numbers phone numbers etc what exactly is this dark web who are the ones that access it and what do they get out of you know just collecting numbers or collecting some you know aadhar number mobile number or pan number how does the data trade really work so the dark web is like i'll say it's a subset of a deep web and means it's it's not an indexed by a regular search engine and it requires a specialized software or a configuration to access those websites actually or web pages which are there on the dark web it's just like a regular internet but it's much uh, deeper and it needs a specialized software to access that and comparatively to the data that is indexed and searched by a regular search engine this dark web is at least 10 times bigger or more than that actually okay so what is that is that getting here so it's like see it's unregulated it's not controlled and there are no regulations then there are lot of illegal activities that happen over there I means it is often associated with illegal activities such as like drug trafficking or even weapons trading or cyber criminal activities or something which we cannot legally do on a regular website so users on dark web often communicate using like encrypted uh, messaging services or and even the deals happen with cryptocurrencies as a means of like doing payments so that the anonymity is maintained and the most well known dark web uh, network is like as we know the tor which is very popular which allows users to browse the internet anonymously and access hidden services so if you want to buy a certain drug without prescription or if you want to uh, provide a service which is not legally uh, appropriate in that case they cannot create a regular website so that's why they go to dark web and see even it's not like dark web is only used for illegal purposes many a times even regular authorities or even law enforcement uh, intelligence agencies use dark web for regular communication for because it's it's quite highly encrypted and it's like uh, i mean to say well protected so that that makes it uh, use like even whistleblowers they do make use of their dark web actually mm. so that's how it is and why the dark web uh, is popular for data sharing is and when you start with uh, start the discussion that what happens with the data so people are on the dark web for various reasons actually but most of the time we see that there is a data of a certain xyz company is available for sale and all that so again data selling is illegal that's why it is available on dark web and then this data when the buyers are also illegal they go and buy it actually so that's where it is and when while there are some legitimate use but then because of anonymity and lack of regulation it is mostly most attractive i mean to say for cyber criminal activities okay. and <clears throat> so many times i'll say for example hacking tools password crackers uh cracked softwares or even uh, i uh, means uh, services which are not common actually all such activities happen on dark web and at the same time selling of data 
breach data end up ends up on dark web or stolen data that as you said this this data is like something other means other parties are interested into i mean to say see there can be three groups i'll say one is like cyber criminals who are on dark web and they go and buy data just to monetize their attacks i mean to say they will uh, they will go uh, some cyber criminals who have stolen the data will go and sell it there and some cyber criminals who are into doing fraud or extortion or identity theft related kind of uh, cyber crime they will buy that data and this exchange happens on dark web and if it's like <clears throat> i mean to say a nation state kind of intelligence agencies or uh, uh, or cyber uh, law enforcement they they go and just keep a watch on such data to confirm or maybe to uh, get information about something that they are monitoring actually or they want to have insight into what is happening in certain sector they will go and check the dark web so th that's that's their way of doing the intelligence gathering actually and if you look at the <clears throat> third group of users who is like whistleblowers or activists who are constantly monitored by certain uh, i mean to say governing agencies or private organizations so excuse me so they go on dark web for communicating with the other journalist or making sure that their information is not known or they are not getting tracked so this all these activities happen over the dark web <laughs> how do people make money out of it is uh, our, our is our data so precious i mean how is how is it monetized how does it get monetized so example if you see a, a botnet which collects your social media handles and passwords or your banking credit card credentials or any credentials all these credentials are sold on dark web where the other cyber criminals buy them who are very expert into like making use of that and doing the fraud if there is a credit card data available those those there are certain countries where there are no cyber laws those cyber criminals in those countries use that <coughs> Uh, data or credit card information to start siphoning of the money and <clears throat> at the same time there is a social media handle then there are different kinds of frauds that happens over the social media so for that those users buy the social media login passwords so mm -hmm. and then <clears throat> this is mostly used for identity theft mm -hmm. and do the further frauds actually <clears throat> okay, okay. Uh, but um in, uh, I mean, uh, there was a certain instance that happened in Australia a couple of yeah. years back where uh, there was a huge data trade that happened uh, in the financial services space, which uh, led to uh, monies coming, I mean, uh, disappearing out of uh, bank accounts. In India, we've not had that magnitude of a, of a, 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 a fraud or a crime yet. Um, is it because uh, here we're a lot more protected or is it also because uh, uh, it's just beginning to happen? I mean, it's all just about moving digital. So that level of fear we don't need to have in India yet. So uh, see, one is like there are a lot of frauds that already have started happening and they happen in India as well. Okay. Most of it go unreported actually. And um, sometimes the victim do go to uh, I mean, cyber crime uh, activity. I mean, uh, does go to the cyber cell and talk about that. But nowadays, the cases are going up. 
but as you rightly said okay the magnitude is not that big compared to the western world or developed countries uh, but it it doesn't make uh, us believe that it's like a very well protected of course there are i'll i'll uh, i'll give some credit to rbi because of their stringent policies that they have done with respect to protecting and uh, the infrastructure and having the systems of things like chip and pin or things like uh, password mm -hmm. uh, password uh, renewal all these policies are quite stringently followed which is still good i mean so a certain cyber hygiene is there but at the same okay. time there is a lot to do and we can definitely improve upon further and activities i uh, mean see there are banks like say a bigger banks which are like having a good amount of budget for cyber security and they are spending and then doing the right things and then there are cooperative banks as well and there are smaller banks where these things are less protected less uh, taken care of the cyber hygiene is lower but then people are using all these banks so uh, that's the difference i'll say we have seen certain banks where data protection related activities are not followed you'll see a lot of other cards or uh, pan cards scanned and kept at different machines in different places in network they themselves don't know how many pan cards or other cards are scanned and saved in different pieces so that kind of hygiene is not there in smaller banks which is a very big risk and uh, if you see in last couple of years the biggest heist has happened on the sm smaller banks where they are not really properly protected and monitored as well and, and that's where the heist are happening but of course we are uh, seeing that cyber security is taken seriously nowadays government is spending too much in cyber awareness which is good but of course there's a lot to do further right? this is more out of my own uh, interest do these people who operate on the dark web especially on the uh, you know cyber financial crime side do they end up becoming getting a lot of money out of the trade i mean is it is it a very lucrative uh, uninformal business to to sort of pursue for people what is the motivation there or is it just the satisfaction that i broke into so many people's accounts i have so much of data with me no of course the data does they that earns them a lot of money actually see if you see i'll i'll talk about see we are into malware protection and antivirus so we we see what is happening yes. botnets are something that collects lot of your credentials now botnet is something that is collecting your credit card number bank number or even username passwords but the author of these botnets or whoever has developed they are not using it themselves directly they put mm -hmm. it for sale because they are good at just creating a malware spreading it and collecting the information now this comes on selling on the dark web wherein cyber criminals from say uh, countries like nigeria or any other these countries or even eastern european countries they buy this data and now the value for this data depends on how uh, how good is the quality of the data for example uh, a credit card that is active and the amounts are there in the bank then this the data it will fetch a much bigger value than those credit mm -hmm. cards which are not active or lesser amount in bank so all these these things are sorted and sold by putting it in the right buckets so high quality credit cards are sold at like 10 dollar per card or maybe more actually and then uh, debit cards or credit cards and then blank accounts I mean, lesser amount accounts are sold at lesser cost but of course each thing has a different value i mean it's not like only for money that they buy 
they use it for different activities further fraudulent activity happens using those that information actually so that's why each of these things are, that is there has value and and it's in bulk when when a botnet collects data and spreads across so for example a botnet infects a million computers it's going to collect data from those pcs over the period of say a week or a two weeks or whenever by the time it is detected and clean that data it goes to a central server which is uh, the records are in millions actually and those millions of entries they further sort and they start selling that actually so that's how it works so even your sim numbers even your uh, smaller things like even your yes. gmail account has value because gmail ke through then they will start doing frauds actually okay because once you have the gmail your gmail is given to multiple places as a login id for uh, certain accounts and then you can use it for reset password so if you have a gmail account compromised gmail account you can reset the password of that person and further take control of all his other social media activities or even banking activities so such there are like i mean to say linked crimes further to each of these ids that get sold at in the financial services space what are the three four very common lapses or compromises that you have encountered so far in financial services uh, i'll say the very most important thing that i regularly see is whatever data we share with them it's somehow comes out i don't know it's it's like apart from them it's known to most of the other marketing guys for example if i share a data with a bank then it goes to a insurance vendor then it goes to other vendors actually so automatically all these vendors start calling me and i'm saying who gave them right to share my data actually it's like okay i am sharing a data with a bank then they should be using it only for as in when it is needed only for communicating with me and making use of that that's all it's like they have they are in fact they should be responsible for protecting that data and whatever they collect they should be taking consent from me and whenever they are using it for certain other purpose for example they want to provide a wealth management services to me now they cannot directly use it even though i am their customer it's they, it's my right to they need to take my consent so all this is missing currently and that's that's very crucial that i see okay i'll tell protection on the other hand Okay, whatever they are collecting, they are trying to protect it from breach. They are making sure it doesn't fall in wrong hands. All that is that I am seeing that their efforts are at least being made, mm -hmm. but uh, internally, fully free-handedly using the data across the departments and maybe sometimes across or out of the organization as well happens, which is wrong, and that is something happening rampantly across okay. different parts. It's happening rampantly. You are saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. In that case, as consumers, what are very important checklists that we should adhere to at every given point in time, especially with respect to data protection, privacy in the financial services world? And here I mean, not just banks, as you mentioned, wealth management, because that has a very high access to my banking details, my banking transaction, DMAT account, MF portfolios, everything how would you want to link everything and advise the person to be careful whenever sharing data actually uh, it's very important that they should be asking questions and because i do myself and when right questions are asked they don't ask for data which is not needed that's what i have observed so no matter what it is see even wealth as we were discussing wealth management services just comes to us and they keep asking okay 
आपका प्रोफाइलिंग करते हैं हम लेट्स डू व्हाट वेयर ऑल यू हैव इन्वेस्टेड व्हाट आर द प्रॉपर्टीज आई सेड सी ओके यू हैव वेल्थ मैनेजमेंट सर्विसेज यू टेल मी योर सर्विसेज आई विल सिलेक्ट व्हाट टू डू आई विल नॉट शेयर व्हाट आई हैव वेयर टू सो दे वांटेड टू प्रोफाइल मी बट देन आई नो दैट हाउ दैट डेटा कैन बी मिसयूज्ड ओके ओके इफ इट इज फॉर दैट राइट पर्पस फॉर माय बेनिफिट आई कैन डेफिनेटली शेयर बट इफ इट इज नॉट देन इट्स लाइक ऑलवेज क्वेश्चन मार्क सो i'll suggest consumers that always put a question mark in your front whenever sharing data is it really needed and unless it is needed you should not be sharing it's very very crucial kyc i agree there are government regulations that they have to collect that data but at the same time nowadays government has done lot of good uh, things for example when i am trying to share aadhar or pan there is a process where they do send otp and take my permission but many of banks are not using that service certain financial organizations are using when they want to use my aadhar they ask for my permission otp comes and then i approve for that bank and only yes. that banks receives the this kind of mechanism is already placed by government they need to start using because earlier it was like everybody was sharing aadhar pan card bus kuch bhi document ho aadhar pan card ka xerox lagao that that has to stop and that will stop only if we start asking the questions and we have to start asking the questions and uh, i mean to say consent wala means if you look at from the banking side they are not taking the consent if you see regulation tells that if somebody wants to take the data they should take the consent from the uh, customer and also the consent where you are going to use it and apart from that consent you should not be using that data and if the consent is given the customer further has the right to just say no whenever he wants actually and that way the softwares or data that they are using to store the data or uh, do whatever with that internally on the servers on multiple databases they should have a mechanism to revert the consent in a just mm-hmm. a click of a button that kind of mechanism should be there because now the laws are going to give this kind of flexibility to the customers they can any time say for example i can go to superstop and say whatever data you have about me i want you to wipe it i have that right and they should have that facility internally and they should give it through website or whatever that they are wiping and they should be wiping that so that kind of uh, control over the data consumers are having right to do that and of course the provider should have that kind of facility so only thing that is the thing that is missing i'll say cyber security hygiene and all that i'll tell everybody keep telling that okay whenever i'm using any device i'm whenever i'm going to any social media whatever i'm doing make sure your device is protected you have all the security settings on those those tips everybody will give you only thing i'll tell you is your data is precious and try to protect it because it's not only like marketing calls are the misuse of the data there are fraudulent activities that happen through misuse of data i have seen friend of mine he got a call from a bank that said that aapka loan ka installment miss ho gaya and he said i never took the loan and he went to the yes. bank there was a loan on his name a small two wheeler loan and he said i never took that loan i don't have that two wheeler and then finally after investigation it was realized that all his documents were used by somebody else to take the loan take the bike and the guy went off actually and the loan was on his name now all how could he uh, somebody do that is 
for loan jo bhi lagta hai like aadhar card every xerox was there inside there i don't know how it it ended up there but now you and me know that our apna aadhar card and pan card is anywhere across it's, it's yes. like shared it at so many places whether it is property registration or it is uh, even property tax payment bahut sare jagah pe humne share kiya hai and wherever we have shared they really don't have that sensitivity about it should be protected because वो किधर किधर जा सकता है दैट्स दैट्स वेरी रिस्की एंड इफ यू फॉल इन दैट काइंड ऑफ ट्रैप इट्स वेरी डिफिकल्ट टू आई मीन आई मीन टू से कम आउट ऑफ दैट आई मीन टू से इज इट ओके टू सेव पासवर्ड्स इन द ब्राउजर्स और इन द मोबाइल फोन yeah if if you are doing that with something that is provided by the os and the standard os is like android uh, ios and uh, windows they do have very good mechanism to store the passwords and we can use them uh, but there is no fear of it getting compromised in those cases uh, i'll not say 100% because okay. there had been certain threats earlier uh, which had cracked the password saving mechanism of os especially the browser extensions which were weaker and then gradually the os guys have now changed it from instead of extension they have stored it on a other way actually but mm-hmm. of course there were earlier softwares which were quite weaker these vulnerabilities come out and then the threats start using them but i'll recommend if you use a good password manager it will be much better and instead of cloud go for a, on pc password manager i'll suggest because cloud password managers have been compromised in last year a lot actually and they themselves don't know whether the passwords are compromised or not so uh, that's that's something that is crucial yeah and uh, a lot of us have this habit of uh, using one password in different combinations maybe with caps without caps ampersand or something like that in the front and so on because it's difficult to remember uh, more than 10 passwords at any given point in time but are we also in that case exposing ourselves to a larger vulnerability of course i mean to say we this weakness of using same password or slightly modified password across different platforms is very risky just because the data breach related things that have happened in past last 4 5 years every data breach bigger data breaches like if you have uh, for example uh, a social media account and that social media got breached now it's not in your control their servers got breached and whatever you was your username password was is exposed and they, these kind of breaches are mostly available on dark web and now your password and user account is there now hackers are quite smart they just check the your email id is your login id your password is there and they can they'll try to use the same login id and password for other services of yours and try to check whether it is working and they have done it earlier as well mm. and uh, you can get compromised so your instagram password if it is the same for your bank you can get compromised so this has happened earlier a lot it's it's there in news one biggest uh, news was about mark zuckerberg's account getting hacked his account got hacked because one certain point at point linkedin data was breached and it was available on dark web and some hacker took mark zuckerberg's password from linkedin breach available data tried to use it on facebook and it worked and he just defaced the page and just showed that how same using the same password can create a havoc actually so that is 
that's so easy actually and uh, that's why we should be careful about creating passwords and now as you rightly said we have 10 is very small amount i'll say i at least have 55 60 login ids at different places we do have to create them because we are using so many of online services and we cannot remember that many passwords not even login ids so it's better use a password manager create the strongest password they do it automatically we make sure that we have the strongest password for at least password manager and that's all actually thank you so much i learned a lot from this thank you thank you amsini thank you for listening and do stay tuned for more we promise to come back with very interesting topics